Welcome to America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Thanks for joining us today here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirschner and myself. My name is Chris Swan. Whether you're tuning in for the first time today or you've been with us for a while here, we really do appreciate you taking the time out of your day to spend with us. Here's how you reach out, 419-794-3030. That's the phone number, 419-794-3030. Always available online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. On today's show, we're going to talk about how to manage healthcare costs and when you should rebalance your investments, all this and more. But first, let me check in with the guys and welcome special guest today, Brandon Hawkins from the Toledo Walleyes. So guys, glad to be with you. How are we doing today? We're doing very, very well. Uh, we are supporting our local walleye team wearing our jerseys here. Uh, uh, or maybe just Nolan and I are uh, walleye hockey wannabes, right? Yeah, I love Toledo walleyes. You yeah. know, it's always a good time down there. And, uh, you know, we, we went from summer here in northwest Ohio to instantaneously fall. So <laughs> that <did>. does <laughs> talk about hockey seasons yes. coming up. and. Uh, my youngest is playing pre-postseason right now for the Toledo Cherokee, and so we're spending most weekends in, in hockey. Last weekend, he was out in South Bend, so uh, something that was cool is he got to play on Notre Dame, the Big Ice. Oh, wow, that's and, cool. Yeah, so he had a great time, scored a goal, playing off a of defense, and was sitting up in front of the net playing where he's supposed to be, and it worked out really well, so things are good. That's awesome. But uh, thanks. I appreciate you joining us, Brandon. It's great to have you here, and uh, good to have you come in and talk a little bit about uh, hockey and uh, an upcoming event that we have coming up. So for those of you that have been listening in, if you haven't listened uh, recently, what uh, you may not be aware of is next week, that's October 5th, over at the Perrysburg Hilton Garden Inn at 6 p.m., uh, we are going to be having an incredible event. It is our semi-annual economic update. Uh, we've got all the details and registration information. It's on our website at americasretirementheadquarters.com. You can click on the events tab and you can come out to that event. But, you know, we're going to be talking about the economy. We'll be talking about the markets, be talking about the midterm elections. And in addition to that, we also have, uh, you know, two players from the Toledo Walleye uh, going to be talking about the discipline, the teamwork, and the skills that it takes to make sure that you get up and every day play to win, which is what we absolutely do for our clients. So if you haven't registered yet, again, October 5th, you can come out, get hyped up for the Toledo Walleye season that's going to be coming out. Uh, again, you know, meet some of the players and uh, have an excellent opportunity. But uh, thanks for taking time, Brandon, to come join us for a little bit. No problem at all. Happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when we look at hockey, you know, my kids, I think, have been playing hockey since they could walk. It's about how long it seems <laughs> like we've been in hockey season. You know, you've you've gone along from, uh, uh, you know, all different types of ages and different types of uh, uh, positions and plays. Why don't you maybe start with, tell us a little bit about your background and, you know, you know where you're at today with the walleyes, what you did prior to the walleyes, and, you know, what your experience is in, in hockey. Yeah, I grew up in a small town in Michigan, uh, Macomb Township, my uh my parents, uh, my mom's a teacher. My dad's actually disabled now, but back back then he was a world-class speed skater, and he's the one who kind of got me into hockey overall. But uh, I played travel hockey growing up. I took probably the the road less traveled and played 
travel hockey instead of AAA all the way till I was about 17, 18 years old, and then played my first year AAA and and luckily went to junior and got a, a college scholarship out of it to go play at Bowling Green State University locally here. Uh, played two years there and then transferred to, to Northeastern out in Boston. And and luckily I, I get to play this game for a living and I, I couldn't be more excited about it. Yeah, good stuff. And, it, you know, even BGSU hockey is a great time to go down Absolutely. there. Uh, my oldest son, you know, he's down there at BGSU. He's not playing hockey anymore. He's uh, you know, really kind of busy with his uh, college life mm -hmm. and plugging in there. But uh, that I think one of the things that I'd ask you, that's been one of the debates that I have. So Andrew was either center or left wing, mm -hmm. right? It's kind of the position he played. So really it's an offensive position that he played. My youngest son, Carter, who's still playing for the Cherokee, and then he'll play for uh, Anthony Wayne High School Hockey. He's a defensive man. And the, the the old mantra is defense wins champions. Mm -hmm. And I'd, I'd start off maybe by asking you that question. What do you think of that old mantra? So I, I agree to it to a, to a certain extent because in the end, defense might win championships, but you can't win games without goals. Got to put pucks in that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Plain and simple. And, <laughs> yeah. and I played for a coach growing up that his idea was first one to ten wins. So he'd rather win <laughs> ten to nine than, than win one to zero. So... I've always been on both sides of it. I've, I've played for coaches that want to be super defensive. I've played for coaches that want to be super offensive. But I do agree if you have a if you have a great uh, defensive lineup, you're you're going to have a better chance at winning. Yeah, ten to win. I, I'd agree. There's uh you know like high school hockey. If you're out there playing on the ice and you're getting scored on and they're up ten on you, it's pretty much game over. Right. So Mercy it's a, a bad way to kind of head home, if you will. You know, and I think, I guess, what I've learned from watching my boys play hockey, I think, is, as you point out, you know, you've got to have a great defense, but you've got to be putting shots on goal. You've got to have offense out there playing as well. So, you know, to me, both are kind of important. And a lot of our listeners, I mean, you listen to the show and we talk, you know, financial concepts. We talk about, you know, health and wellness and really tying it all together. And, and I think those same principles can be applied when it, you know, comes to winning and investing. You know, if we look at the economy this year, the market's been, you know, kind of wild and crazy. It's mm -hmm. had some major downturns. And so, you know, this year it's good to have some defense in place. It's good to not get, you know, punched in the gut too many times or punched in the face. Uh, at the same time, you've got to be ready to pounce to go back on offense and be able to take advantage of, you know, when things are good. But having that defense can help you avoid the big losses um, and again, being in a position to, to not sit back and just watch the game go by. I was also thinking about, you know, when, when times are tough, like a lot of investors are thinking, you know, economy's tough right now and you feel like you're going to lose. Uh, I've been to so many different games and, you know, after the game, we always get done with the kids and well, you know, I'll ask my son in the car, how'd you think you did? Right. Mm -hmm. He's pretty much a straight shooter. He'll tell it like it is. And sometimes you can literally see the kids give up. But when you're playing the game, what would you say are some of the things that you do? How do you how do you keep your mind? How do you keep your body? How do you stay in the game when you feel like you know times are tough and you're going to lose? Well, first of all, that those long car rides with the kids after the game, I've had a few of those. <laughs> uh, you know what? If, if times are tough and you know you're in a, a tough situation, losing wise, I try to be in a, a tremendously positive person. That's how I I was raised. I. I thrive on a motto called paradise every day no matter what goes on in my life i try to live in paradise so if i'm having a tough game or if our team's having a tough game there's always a positive outlook in terms of you never know what can happen you never know what goes on the next shift try to go out and win the next play 
or win the next battle against whoever you're going against and, and take advantage of it, and maybe it'll start pushing your team in the right direction. Yeah, I would say, you know, Scott, with your daughter, you know, she played mm -hmm. softball and baseball. And, and what about those type of conversations? What were some of those conversations you had with your daughter about? Well, yeah, one of the things I learned, and it took me a very, very short time to understand that we're not going to talk about it in a car ride home. <laughs> I mean, seriously, so you did the 24 hour rule, you did the 24 hour rule, you know, you know, and it's like, it's like, um, you know, that, that open netter and you miss it. Right. Yep. You didn't do that on purpose. Right. Yep. It's just like in softball, you know, she's standing up there to bat and, you know, the, the game's on the line and she swings at that change up that makes her look silly. Right. She didn't do that on purpose. She didn't mean to do that. So I, I, I really quickly figured out that. I know she's beating herself up. I don't need to rehash that with her, you know. So we kind of kind of eliminated that. But, you know, one of the things for her, you know, because she played some big-time colleges, you know, Alabama and, and Missouri and some of these mm -hmm. big schools, and we're talking a Mac school, right? And there were games where they were 13. Well, she played LSU and it was 21 to nothing. Yeah. You know, how? and, and I love what you said, Brandon. You know, it's every day's paradise. You mm -hmm. know, you have to make – that your motto and, mm -hmm. and, and uh, keep that in the back of your mind because there's going to be games where you just don't have it, man. You're yep. just out of it, and the other team is just hitting everything from yep. all over the ice, right? Yep. So I actually I play with a teammate. His name is Mitchell Hurd. Everybody's probably heard of him before. Um, he, he plays the game very hard, and he's very hard on himself. And him and I came up with a thing over the year because he's when he gets down on himself, he, he gets a little negative. Sure. So every time he comes off, we try to – I try to sit with him and be like, hey, what'd you do well that shift? And it's like, oh, I made a really good play here. And then everything else you forget. Yeah. And you just move on to the next thing. And try to take that positivity and move on to the next level. And it's, it helps a ton. You know, as, as a teammate, mm -hmm. and I know, you know, all of the guys, you know, sitting on the, on the sideline or on the bench over there, when, when he comes off the ice mm -hmm. and he's hanging his head and he's beating himself up, yep. I mean, if, if you guys are struggling, that's an opportunity for everybody to get down on themselves. Yep. And, and I mean, that that just is like a cancer breathing through the whole team. Yep. That's I mean, it's going to be tough. That's why I try to go the complete opposite direction. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you can if you can pick up a teammate and, and, and kind of pick up guys around you, you're going to you're going to do well in life no matter where you are. You know, one of the one of the things when I was coaching, one of the things that I really tried to stress was uh, the different types of leaders. Mm -hmm. You know, you have your bench leader. Yep. You have someone that leads by example, you yep. know, get out on the ice and like you mm -hmm. being that leader, that, that positive reinforcement. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a different type of leader. And, and, and that's awesome. You know, Nolan, you were, we started this segment talking about, you know, uh, defense wins championships or offense. You know, you have to know when mm -hmm. to turn on that defense. You know, if it's a game where you guys are just grinding it out and you're getting late in the third period and mm -hmm. it's a one to nothing game and you've got that one. Yep then you're probably going to want to play some stiffer defense, right? Yep. yep. Uh, but if it's a shootout and, and um, you're behind, then you're going to be aggressive on offense. And yep. it's kind of like, you know, with the investments, when when the market's down, it might be an opportunity to buy in at that lower lower level. Well, it's a valid point because giving up literally gives you no chances of winning. None. I mean, and I think anybody who's listening, we've, we've seen our kids – or seen games where it was down and out and it seems like nothing's going to happen to change this, but something becomes alive in the, the team and they turn things around and they go from a situation, had they just gave up with no chances of winning, you know, they were able to kind of turn it around. And, and that's a painful lesson that many investors, you know, make when they let the market go down and then the market 
you know, puts them in a situation where they get out of the market, they get out of the game, and then ultimately what they would do is they want to wait until things look better, but they completely miss it. You know, the bottom line, it's all in your attitude. If it's negative, you're never going to win. If it's positive, anything that could happen. And that's what you got to do, whether you're, you know, in a team sport, that's what you got to do, whether you're an investor, you know, those same type of things apply to today's principles. And, you know, for those of you that are just tuning into the radio or the show today, again, you know, we're joined by Brandon Hawkins from the Toledo Walleye. We're talking about every day you play to win. And we've got an upcoming economic summit. So if, if you're as hyped as we are about upcoming Toledo Walleye hockey, uh, what I would encourage you to do is come out to our, our economic update. It's Next Wednesday, it's October 5th. It's going to be at the uh, Hilton Garden Inn in Perrysburg, uh, where we've got uh, Brandon and uh, his teammates going to be out. Gordy going to be talking about uh, some of the key things that we're talking about as far as discipline, what's the skills that it takes to win. Uh, we'd love to have you join us. You can register if you go to our website, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Click on the events tab. Come on out. Uh, cheer on uh, not only Toledo Walleye, team, uh, but also get some good economic updates. So we went to lunch last week and Jeremy at our office, I think you've talked to him once or twice. Uh, he's probably a bigger hockey nut than I am. Yep. I mean, he loves hockey. He's got, uh, you know, he's hosting some families right now for the, the Cherokee. Yep. And we were talking about things and I, I was asking him, you know, what are the type of things that we should be talking about today? One of the things that he asked, and I'll ask you this question. So Prior to game uh, in, you know, our high school team or even postseason, they're always looking at film uh -huh. and they're always talking about here's the different plays to run. Yep. So whether it's a penalty kill play or whether it's, uh, you know, an offensive play, you've got your plays to run. One of the things that I've noticed this year, you know, when you have the pre postseasons, they're combining schools. Yep. You know, so you can't have more than five players from one school on a right. team. So we get some players from this school and that school. And what I've noticed this year that I've not noticed before is that each school has a little bit of a different play that they run for like a penalty kill. Yep. They're not all identical. Yep. And so it takes a while for them to mesh together to figure out their own season on how they're going to play. So what do you do like you've got this game, you've got the play, you've run the drills, you've watched the film, you've got the perfect play lined up, and then you're on the ice and things break down. Uh -huh. You know, what do you do when the play doesn't work out exactly as planned? Uh, are you asking as in like, how do I shake it off? How yeah. do I move on to the next thing? Yeah, how do you so, shake it off? Or, you know, what do you do when people aren't in position and get back in position? So I don't know if you guys have ever watched the movie 50 First Dates. There's a character <laughs> yes. by the name of 10 Second Tom. So I try to I try to not uh, get down on myself and think about things too long, and I try to be like 10 Second Tom, where 10 seconds later you forget about what happened, you try to move on to the next thing immediately. Because the more you dwell on that past mistake or that past breakdown, the worse your game could potentially get. And you don't want to make two negatives back each other up because then you're in a really bad problem. So why not take that one negative mistake and try to make the next one a positive positive thing that happens? And then you're in a way better spot for the game. Yeah, one of the other uh, principles I think that we talked a lot and we've been talking to kids about, you know, since they were young, in that, you know, first couple of years as they were just really little, uh, they would just bottle up and go in these big groups. The bunch up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they, wherever the puck was, it was like all the players were all there. Yeah. And so, you know, what we had 
try to teach him is you skate to where the puck is going, not where the puck's at. Yep. Um, can you explain a little bit about, you know, how do you position yourself to win? So in my eyes, it's, an, it's anticipation. So it's, it's trying to play a player two in front of everybody. Everybody says that your good players are a play ahead of it. Your great players are two plays ahead of something. And then Wayne Gretzky was three players, three <laughs> plays ahead of everyone. Right. <laughs> so in order for myself to be two plays ahead of something, I have to be so ready for what that other team does, that that film helps, the the study of what they do in their games, the study of what I need to do to be, to be 100% at my game will put me in a position that, no matter what, I'll have a good chance to succeed, but it all comes back on me. And that's, again, I think another thing that uh, you see a lot of investors in, in the, the market, they call that the herd mentality. Mm -hmm. They actually are still like those kids where they herd all together mm -hmm. with what's happening right now in the market, mm -hmm. and they're not thinking about that next play, mm -hmm. two plays ahead or even three plays ahead yep. to be really thinking about it. And, you know, if you're looking at today's economy, you're looking at the market, that's part of the challenge of when it comes to investing. It's not always as clear as where the puck's going to go. Yep. You know, sometimes you know where the puck's going to go. But, you know, what I do know is that if you're sitting behind the net, yep. it's pretty much a sure way that you're not in position to win. You're not going to have the chance. So the way that Carter scored last weekend is he was set up in front of the net. Yep. You know, nobody was boxing him out of the net. Mm -hmm. And Puck got tossed to him. He's in the right spot, in the right position, thinking ahead of where to be. Yep. You know, in investing, what you can do is you can use history as a guideline to make some educated decisions about the future, you know? So this year it's tough, but we've seen tough times again. Mm -hmm. One of the worst things I think an investor can say is this time it's different. Right. It's not different, you know, whether it's the pandemic, whether it's the government, whether it's the spending, you know, just like in hockey, if you're standing behind the net, you're never going to be in position to win. You really need to start thinking about, you know, what's the right position so you have an opportunity to, to win. You know, how do you think about being ready to be prepared and positioned when you can execute quickly? Um, I guess, you know, final thing, and maybe as we wrap up this segment, talk a little bit to me about the importance of a, a great team. You know, how do you and your teammates learn about uh, leveraging each other's strengths? I think you gave a good example mm -hmm. where you talked about one of your teammates, you know, it's good to help say, hey, here's some good plays. Any yeah. other suggestions that you'd say about the importance of a great team? I think it's a – well, so Dan Watson, our head coach, has created an a unbelievable culture for our team. So a lot of people want to come here and play. And, and when you do come here and play, he really puts a, a, an onus on, on being a great person first before you're a great hockey player. So if you have a great group of guys that come into a locker room and, and usually if you have great people, they're going to find each other and they're going to mesh pretty well. So – in the end, with you putting the perfect group of people, that might not be the, the idea, but if you take a, a big group of, of positive, like-minded people in the same area, they're going to do well together. And I think that's what, what Wadi has done really well for us is he brings people that want to be positive. They want to do well together. They want to get better. And, and in a way, we always win because of it, and, and it really helps our, our team culture. Yeah, it definitely goes back to that, that positive attitude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say in, in final thoughts for today in this segment, you know, one thing that I would say is it's easy to get caught up in one game, mm -hmm. you know, but the real focus should be on the season. Yep. And, you know, you guys have, a, I think, an incredible season coming up. Uh, I think, you know, whenever I go to a game, it's always great to watch a win, mm -hmm. uh, but it's not every day is not a win. Yep. So, I mean, you you always want to focus on that game and focus on the season itself, but 
the the thing I've been taught my entire life is is one shift, one game. Like that's how you go at things. So your next shift is your most important your most important move. And if you don't have a if you don't have a great shift, well, guess what? You get to have another one in, in a minute and a half. So go try to make the best of that one. And if you make the best out of all those shifts. And, and it ends up in a game, well, guess what? You're going to have more wins. And if, if that happens throughout the entire season, hopefully you have a great season because, because of it. Being at BGSU when you were mm-hmm. uh, in the locker room, I mean, that's, that's got to be pretty humbling to be in that locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know how old you are, but I know you're not as old as... Uh, I'm 28. 28, okay. So I remember the 1980 mm-hmm. Olympic team, yep. Mike Ruzioni yep. and a lot of the guys that came out of Bowling Green... Yep. And uh, actually, it, it was a phenomenal win. Yep. Um, is there anything in the locker room? Is there any history or anything there that they tell you, you guys that are coming in there and playing? Is there anything there? So there's actually, when you walk into the rink, and it, it might have changed since I've been there, but when you walk into the rink in the back entrance, the players' entrance, and you make a left into the team lounge, it actually has all the players, the past, sure. past and present. And the, the big onus is there's a big spot where the, the Olympians played. Yeah. So it's like you you're coming in and and there's a lot of shoes to fill because you sure. understand the history behind the program and and before we got there or before I got there the seasons prior is is they were really building the program back up to what it what it is now and yeah. and the whole thing there was to try to get 20 wins every season and and that was what we did and and what we tried to do but it was it was really because of of how much history is in that place and we all wanted no to doubt. the big model there is leaving it better than you found it. Yeah. And if you if you do that in that place, and, and everyone's going to be proud of you no matter what. Well, it's like what you said, Nolan and, and Brandon, about the team. I mean, mm-hmm. think about all of the different people that came together mm-hmm. to pull off that you know miracle on ice. And, yep. and uh, I mean, that was that was pretty awesome. Yeah, they have their their big thing there is a YCAGF, which is you create a greater future. Awesome. If you do that as a team, the the whole place is going to love you no matter what. Well, uh, Brandon, I really appreciate you coming out. Uh, we look forward to having you out next week at our economic summit and uh, also throughout the entire season. Just uh, look for us. So we'll, along with uh, all of our Northwest Ohio folks, be cheering you on and hopefully you have a great season. And I appreciate you coming, uh, taking some time to share with us today a little bit about ideas on uh, how to play every day to win. I appreciate it. I, I can't wait. I can't wait for the season to start. If you guys ever see me out in public or anything like that, please say hi. I'm- I, I would like to think I'm a very nice human being, so it's. Uh, <laughs> I always like meeting new people and, and meeting as many people as I can from this area. I love it here. Again, if you've got the time coming up uh, next Wednesday, October 5th, uh, join the team at America's Retirement Headquarters at the upcoming uh, semi-annual economic summit, the Perrysburg Hilton Garden Inn. You can get more information, including how to go and reserve your space, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Just click on the events tab there. Uh, maybe you're preparing for a great season yourself, the, the you know retirement, and to do that, you want to surround yourself with a great team, and I dare say if I can editorialize here because I always have to turn the conversation back to what we do. Uh, the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, they're pretty good at this over uh, 75 years of combined industry experience getting people to, through, and beyond retirement. So americasretirementheadquarters.com is the website. Find out more about uh, the team there. You can go and reserve your space for the upcoming economic summit as well. The top three increases in prices. It's no doubt. I think everyone knows that things cost more these days than they used to, but top three increases in prices since 2000. Hospital services, college tuition and medical services. So two out of three of those are increased costs in healthcare. So I know your office spends a lot of time helping clients navigate the healthcare field. And today we're pleased to be joined by Haley Studer from Akai, uh, Akai Changing Lives and Transforming Healthcare. So uh, welcome to the show, Haley. And guys, I'll let you take over. Well, you're absolutely right, Chris. But, but wasn't, wasn't Brandon fun? 
Yeah. yeah. What a great time. Yeah, that was that was a great interview and uh, a, a great time. And, and uh, I'm going to tell you, he looks like he could put a hurting on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was that was a lot of fun. Well, speaking of putting a hurting on somebody, um, health care and these rising costs is just really something that you really have to stay in, on top of. And uh, I, I want to welcome you, Haley. Um, and we talked a little bit before we started the segment here, and, and um, you and I have a lot in common when it comes to helping people and managing their health care costs. So why don't you do uh, take a few minutes and just give us a little background on yourself. Tell us a little bit about what uh, Akai is, and then we'll get into uh, some more uh, pinpoint questions that might be able to help people out. Great. Thanks, Scott. Uh, first, thanks, Nolan and Scott, for having me today. Sure. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, my background is mostly in healthcare finance. So okay. I uh, graduated from Bowling Green State University. Um, so another uh, BG uh, alum. Mm -hmm. And uh, my degree was in healthcare administration and accounting. And so started out on the accounting side of things and then spent about 20 years of my career at um, a large health system working on the reimbursement and revenue cycle side. So spent a lot of time with Medicare, Medicaid regulations, um, understanding the payment systems, how we bill for um, healthcare services, how we get paid for those. And um, after doing that for a while, um, just felt called to do something a little different and a little bit more mission-based. So left uh, that career um, and really took a 180 and uh, spent the next three and a half years as a chief mission officer for a corporation. And so really learned about um, our communities, the social problems that we were seeing, um, how to bring different groups of people together to address mm -hmm. those issues, understanding poverty, understanding um, social determinants of health, um, social de determinants of health really being those external factors that address, uh, um, affect your health and well-being. Uh, so research shows that those um, social determinants issues make up about 60 to 80% of your health and well-being. And so started to see the importance of that and the mm -hmm. large impact that those um, issues such as education, transportation, um, social connectedness, access to healthy food, um, financial security, those types of issues we're having on someone's overall health and well-being. And so after doing that for a while, just started connecting the dots in my head to kind of my old sure. life in the healthcare finance world in this new social side and saying there's got to be a better way um, to do healthcare. And um, so I left that position and started Akai um, about two Wonderful. and a half years ago. Wonderful. Well, that's awesome. So I remember back, um, I don't even know how many years ago, so I don't want to, I don't want to put a date on it, but I remember when the health insurance companies through, uh, your employers would actually promote a healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So they would actually incentivize you to actually go through for your uh, well checkups yep. and, um, they would maybe give you a, a, a stipend for a gym membership and things like that. This is really kind of playing exactly what you're talking about, right? I mean, that healthy lifestyle, so to keep you out of the hospital, to keep you away from the doctor, you know, the apple a day, right? Right. Kind of that whole concept. That's what you're talking about, right? Yep. Similar concept, but with a little bit of a different focus. Okay. So if you look at your traditional um, wellness type programs, and mm -hmm. I hate using the term wellness programs for what we're doing because wellness programs just have such a bad rap in general. Right. Um, so what we're really looking at is getting to that root cause of the issues that are impacting your health and well-being. So 
Today in America, we spend just under $4 trillion in healthcare, which is just an astonishing number from my standpoint. Sure. And we don't get the quality and outcomes that we want to see. So if you rank our healthcare system with those across the world, with other industrialized countries, we do not rank very high when it comes to um, overall healthiness of our um, nation and so but we're spending almost four trillion dollars a year um, on that so really what we focus on is getting to the root cause problems and really understanding someone's story um, so getting back to what is um, causing them to go to the emergency room to sure. be admitted to the hospital what's causing um, those issues besides just you know kind of your overall genetics and that other 20 to 40 percent of of the issues but that 60 to 80 percent how do we address those issues and how do we make sure that we put programs in place and connect people with resources to address that aspect to help keep them healthier? It seems like to me that one of the things is so easy today for us to just throw a pill. Yes. <laughs> Let me just give you a pill that'll take care of it, right? Uh, to me, that just kind of is crazy. And I, I think you'll agree that it's, you know, the healthcare providers and, and, and these physicians, and I don't want to, I'm not bandmouthing anybody because they're all, they all do a great job, right? But it's easy to just throw a pill, a Band-Aid on something, that, right? Yes. Um, so one of the things, um, my mother w is with Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield, mm -hmm. right? And she's 84 years old. She gets out of the hospital and she gets a phone call from a case manager at Anthem. Mm -hmm. And it, it, this is a Medicare uh, Advantage plan, right? She gets a, uh, a phone call from a caseworker and they basically say, you know, I understand that you were admitted to the hospital and now that you're home, we have some of these services that you can you can use. Tell me a little bit about those services, because I know you know about those services. You're working with a few companies and that. And I, I know that Anthem and uh, all of these companies out there, but I know for a fact with Anthem because I get the phone calls too. Um, they're proactive in trying mm -hmm. to keep our seniors healthy. Is Correct. that what you're finding? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, the, the companies are really starting to change that focus and um, to address things more proactively. And that's really what we're about. It's that proactive approach and that's an engagement. Um, so really um, meeting people where they're at, where I think sometimes um, we miss the mark with some of the traditional programs, especially on a care management side and a case management side, mm -hmm. is with a narrow focus. So we really work hard to look at things holistically. And so when you are reaching out to a patient, patient and um maybe post-discharge checking on medication adherence. Um, it's not yep. just did they, do they have access to the medication? Did they um, get their medications refilled? Do they have them? But can they take them? Do they have food in the house sure. um, with them? Do they have transportation or a way to get the medication if they don't have it or once they need a refill? Do they have the um, mental capacity or um, connections to know what time to take the medication, right. to read the uh, um, side effects or know if they have a side effect. Um, those different things really, again, trying to just make sure that we meet someone where they're at mm -hmm. so we understand the full picture. And so it's asking a lot of questions and it gets back to that root cause and why. Um, why is this occurring? Why did somebody not take their medication? Um, not just that they forgot about it, but maybe there are other extenuating circumstances and other sure. factors going on. So getting to uh, to that, uh, it, going deeper, I guess, than maybe just a normal care management program. Right. It's kind of, if you think about, you know, your mom's situation with losing dad um, and just, you know, things that I've been looking at for a lot of years, you know, one of the things that I always encourage our 
you know, senior population is to stay engaged, right? Yes, absolutely. You know, so we, if we look at social isolation for the elderly, I think there's been a big impact. In fact, there's also been probably a big impact even on the younger generation because we had so much isolation with the pandemic and, mm-hmm. you know, what's happened. And, you know, have always encouraged our elderly clients to get more involved and do things and get in something where you're getting out and being actively involved. You know, one of the questions that I was wondering is, you know, what have things changed really in the arena since the pandemic that you've seen? Mm-hmm. Great question. Um, I would say two things that really stand out. First of all, is just the conversation with employers in general. So in the beginning, so I launched the company in March of 2020 of all amazing timing, <laughs> just as everything was uh, shutting down. And as I started to have conversations with employers um, just prior to that in kind of January and February of 2020, it was a lot of explaining what does social determinants mean? And why do I care as an employer? Um, One thing that the pandemic has done is really shown a bright spotlight on um, the health and social inequities that we have um, across our communities. So everything is not the same. We have a lot of disparities and we understand social determinants and the impact that that has on someone's health and well-being much more than we did two and a half years ago. And then also with social isolation and loneliness specifically, especially in our elderly population um, and really in our younger population too, I would say we have um, two extremes there mm-hmm. of uh, two um, generations that really have been deeply impacted um, by some of the, the policies and the shutdowns and everything else of not being able to connect with others. And so um, one of the things that we have done is started to connect college students with um, socially isolated older adults to um, not just for friendly calling check-in programs. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are a lot of those out there and that's great. That's certainly a start, but really to have engaging conversations and be able to reminisce and share stories. And I think everything we do gets back to that um, understanding someone's story and the importance of that and understanding the uniqueness of an individual to engage them in those conversations. And so having those conversations from a reminiscent standpoint, we've started to um, roll in photos to that and doing more photo reminiscence and seeing the benefit of that piece and just seeing those bonds built between um, college students and a younger generation with these older adults and the amazing things that have happened as a result of those programs have been incredible. You know, Nolan, you bring up a good point. And we always try to keep, even with the financial services and and with me with health insurance, is is keep engaged. You want to stay engaged, you know. And some of the things, some of the ways that we can actually help reduce the cost of health care is, uh, one, uh, you know, look to save money on medications. One of the services that I offer through AMA is actually going out and um, uh, on Medicare.gov, and I'll actually assist a client with um, putting in all their medications. Uh, there are like 128 different plans to choose from. Well, I mean, you got someone that's 65 years old. They got to worry about signing up for Medicare. They got to worry about whether or not they're going to retire. They don't know exactly what's going on. This is, you know, one of the services we offer is saving money on medications. The other thing is use your benefits. And one of the areas I think like what you're doing and what, what uh, you know, the, the phone calls that my mother received, a lot of people have no idea 
all of the benefits that these Advantage plans offer, uh, nor or the uh, benefits that their supplemental policies have as well. And stay engaged. You know, if you don't know, if you don't, if you're not being contacted by an advisor to do an annual review, because AEP is coming up here a couple of weeks, you're missing the boat on some of the some of the benefits that are that are out there. Uh, plan ahead. Plan ahead for emergency and urgent care services. This is another way to save money. You may not need it right now, but there may become a point in time in five years down the road where you have that emergency service of some sort of urgent care. Uh, ask about all patient facilities. You know, one of the things, and I think this is across the board, it's kind of like uh, staying engaged in, in um, you know, my daughter needed to have an MRI. Well, I've got a $4,000 deductible. So what do I do? I'm proactive and I go out and I look at all of the different facilities and I price it out myself. Stay engaged and, and, and look at the different facilities out there. Choose in-network providers. This is one big way to make sure that you're actually uh, getting the biggest bang for your buck. Um, and just simply take care of your health. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Stay healthy. Yep. And one of the things that we really try and um, concentrate on is just connecting people with resources in the community. Um, walking through this with my in-laws several years ago, I was not aware of so many resources that were right. out there. Um, Wood County specifically just does a phenomenal job of senior resources and senior services and um, that our property taxes pay for. So right. we have a, you know, a levy that is uh, on our uh, ballot every few years that we've supported and had no idea of the amount of services that provides to our um, local seniors. And so um, when we got in that uh, situation um, with my in-laws, just starting to reach out and learn about what was out there and the incredible things that could help them and really help us Absolutely. from a family supporting them as well. Yeah, I went to, um, uh, a week ago, I did an event out at, uh, in Wayne, Ohio. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, you know, you go to Bowling Green, turn left, and it's out there somewhere, right? <laughs> um, but one of the things that when I was talking to the administrator there that uh, um, Wood County supplies all of the food for these seniors mm -hmm. every day at the local church they had there yep. and uh you know it was a great opportunity for these these people to come in and stay you know engaged with each Connected. other uh, uh let alone you know get 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 some lunch there you know yep. um so a couple more things real quick is is choose a health plan that's right for you that is really really what i do and why i i love what i do is to help people choose the right plan that's going to meet all of their needs um, use the health savings account. You know, we've talked about that several times and, and, you know, Nola and I are firm believers that, you know, health savings accounts are awesome. I've got some clients that have forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 in, in, uh, balances in their health savings accounts. Their out of pocket expenses are going to be paid for, but, uh, you know, through your employer, if, if you can afford to contribute to a health savings account, I would encourage anybody to do so. I think that's really good. You know, one of the great things about, you know, listening to the conversation is, you know, we at America's Retirement Headquarters have the ability to help people on an individual basis. We're going to be talking about some of the changes. So healthcare is something that impacts all of us, whether it's a company, whether it's an individual. And it's, you know, one of those things that if not set up correctly, could completely destroy all the investments, financial right. planning and business planning that you've done if you don't walk through the thought process of this. You know, so one of the things we're going to be talking about changes to the healthcare landscape uh, at our economic summit. Again, that's October 5th over at the Hilton Garden Inns in Perrysburg. Uh, you can get that detail on our website, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Now, in addition to that, I know Scott has several events planned coming up. 
uh, at different senior facilities that we have in town, uh, as well as some dinner events. All of those details you can register. So if healthcare is an area that you want to focus on, whether it's you know learning as an individual, learning what you can do to help with mom and dad and their situation, and or you know as a business owner, you know figuring that out. Uh, we've got different events. We try to uh, make that information really easy to get to. Again, America's Retirement Headquarters dot com. Uh, and I guess as I wrap up maybe this segment of our show, uh, any final thoughts or any comments, Haley, that you'd like to add? Yeah, I think it's just a great point of what you said, Nolan and Scott, just staying engaged. So mm-hmm. knowing your benefits, knowing what's out there, um, the Medicare Advantage plans specifically have been allotted a, quite a bit of freedom over the last couple of years sure. um, of what Medicare allows them to pay for um, when it comes to social determinant type issues. I um, mean, each plan gets to choose. Um, what they invest in, what services they offer could be similar to a silver sneakers, could be um, transportation for um, more than just prescriptions or um, access to food. It could be um, programs um, like uh, engaging with younger adults and um, different things from that social connectedness and engagement standpoint. So understanding your benefits and understanding what's out there and then utilizing them. Um, There really are a lot of great options to stay healthy and engaged and making sure that, um, one, you're aware of the things, um, and if not, ask, because there are a lot of people sure. that can, can help with that, and um, then utilizing the things that are made available. That's awesome. I come across that when I do my presentations with clients, and um, you know, I'll go through a, a new client, and they'll go, oh my gosh, you mean my, my mom or my dad might have that benefit? Right. It's shocking to mm-hmm. me the number of people that just don't know what they really have. Correct. Uh, um, so you're, you're spot on. Uh, well, well, thank you very much, Haley. Uh, I really, um, Nolan and I both appreciate you coming in, and um, uh, best of luck to you in the future. Thank you for having me. Haley Studer and Akai, committed to the 419 can find out more information about them and what they do by going to Akai Solutions, A-C-H-I Solutions.com. This is America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. 419-794-3030 is the phone number. The website Morningstar looked at how rebalancing affected portfolio performances this year. And after running six test portfolios, it found that while rebalancing didn't always improve returns, it did help keep risk in check. So the question is, how often should a plan get this review especially with the market being as volatile as it has been these days? Well, I think, you know, Morningstar's review is uh, very valid for a lot of people that have been listening to the show or people that are, you know, close to or in retirement time. What, you know, my experience of 28 years in the industry has shown is that, you know, people that look at their investments on a short-term basis tend to make more poor short-term decisions. Uh, I think rebalancing is very important. I think it's important to to pay attention to the financial news and economic news. Um, I can say that, you know, when I used to go over to my, uh, my mom's house, it would always be, you know, the news channel on at some point there's too much news. Sometimes you just got to tune it out, but you also do have to pay attention to what's happening. The suggestions that I would have is, you know, first and foremost, set up a rebalance as part of a normal part of your process. So that could be rebalancing uh, once a quarter or every six months. You know, even once a year, the younger you are, it might work out really well to just do rebalancing on on those different time frames. The other way you want to look at doing a rebalance is you want to rebalance when markets are out of the normal. You know, right now, I would say markets are out of the normal and, you know, markets have extreme. But, you know, what happens is there's threats and opportunities. 
And so you want to make sure that you're watching out for those threats that are in the market and taking advantage of the opportunities that are out there. In fact, you know, I know today we had some great conversations talking about our upcoming uh, Toledo walleye season. We talked with uh, Haley from Akai about health and wellness. Uh, if you did miss those sections, we'll have them posted on our YouTube channel. And of course, they're available on every major podcast that's out there, uh, whether it's Spotify or, or Apple Podcasts. You can tune in and listen to those previous segments. But the biggest thing is, is if you're a listener and you know, you're, you're concerned about the market, maybe you've been listening to us, this is your first time, or maybe you've listened to us, you know, 50 times. You know, if you're uncomfortable and you want to know, you know, what you can do to keep your risk in check and figure out what you could do with your portfolio, I would say, you know, as we wrap up kind of today's segment and show, I'd say the first step that you can do is, you know, get some information, become educated on what your options are. Uh, one of the ways that you can do that is by uh, registering to come out to our upcoming economic summit. We are going to have the Toledo Walleye players mm -hmm. uh, come out and join us. So we've got a cool uh, educational time. But at the same time, we've we've got a talk on the midterm elections. Right. We're going to be talking about the economy, where interest rates are going, what inflation means, and how that you know transpires into the market and what type of action to get you better prepared to finish this year strong. Because you got to win. And again, as we were talking about before, it's all about the season, not just one day or not just one game. All of the event details about our economic summit coming up on October 5th are listed at our website, our website, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Click on the events tab. And uh, for those of you who are looking for information on healthcare, we have a, a couple of good events that are up there. But I would say to answer the Morningstar question, again, what you want to do is you want to look at uh, regular timeframes that could be three months, six months, or 12 months. Uh, I run into some people that come in for meetings, and I'll ask them about their investment uh, 401k, and they'll say, sure. you know, I set it up years ago, yeah, absolutely. and I never looked oh, no. at it again. And so what we'll do is we'll actually we'll take that portfolio the way that it's allocated, what we can do is we'll put it into our software and it'll tell us if the portfolio is optimized to try to achieve the highest potential return for the level of risk that they're taking. So those people who set it and forget it and never looked at it, I do find that those people are probably due for a checkup. Um, it's just like getting your annual physical checkup, right, right. getting your teeth checked up, things like that. And then the other people, I would say, to answer the question that are the extreme situations or those that, you know, do things on a more regular basis. Right now, there's major threats and there's major opportunities overall. You know, one of the threats that we've seen is when an economy gets tough and the time is bad and the markets and the economy are tough, you know, people can make a bad decision that can hurt themselves. This is an environment, folks, we don't want you to get hurt in. Uh, we're here to help educate you and get you through the process. So that's what I would suggest people do. Real quick, I don't, I have never in all of my years of being an investor ever went into my advisor and said, I think it's time to rebalance. Is so if I come to you, because okay, obviously you're my investor now, now, but if I come to you, I mean, are you going to tell me, you know what, Scott, I think it's time to maybe do a, a rebalance on your uh, portfolio and let's take a look at it and things like that. So like in our office, we have a dedicated investment committee meeting that we do. You know, these are things that we're taking care of, sure. you know, for our clients as we manage money on a discretionary basis. Uh, at the same time, you know, if you have questions about your portfolio, even if you don't understand the terms, 
the important thing to remember is it's always okay to reach out to your advisor. And if you're not hearing from your advisor, it's always okay to get a second opinion. You need somebody in these environments of being proactive. Again, there's no such thing as, you know, a, a bad question, especially as it pertains to your finances. And if you are curious about having a, a rebalance done or if you've never had it done, all the more reason to to get one done as soon as possible. Pick up the phone. Schedule time to speak with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters. They'll be happy to run that second opinion for you. Take a look at where you stand right now and what moves can be made. 419-794-3030 is the phone number or americasretirementheadquarters.com. One last time, don't forget, you can find out more information about how to reserve your space for the upcoming economic summit uh, coming up next Wednesday at Perrysburg, at the Perrysburg Hilton Garden Inn, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Just click on the events tab there. We want to thank you for joining us this week here on the show, here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Please have a great rest of your weekend. Have a great week ahead of you. And guys, as we wrap up, I want to leave you with the final word. Well, since we're talking economic and we're talking walleye season, I think it says no better than to end with Wayne Gretzky. And that's you miss 100% of the shots you never take. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstance. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.